Hello everyone, hello listeners and followers, welcome to Mentally Sounds Life and Lockdown podcast series, it's episode 34, it's our New Year's special, technically we're not there yet, but the finish line is almost upon us, um, this is going to be a fresh podcast you're listening to if you're listening via Spice FM, because this is going out on the Tuesday, so if you were listening to this via Spice FM, we literally recorded this the day before. So I think, uh, yeah, there's still two, three days left, but this is our New Year's special. We recorded our Xmas special, uh, our special Christmas uh, edition, uh, a few days ago. Um, so I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, reminder of uh, the show itself, uh, Mentally Sound is a mental health and mental well-being show. And as a disclaimer, that you might hear certain aspects of, of uh, topics which might be of a trigger to yourself. So please, please, please take it upon yourself to seek the, the right help because it is out there. Um, your GP, your nearest clinic, um, your nearest therapist, because, you know, that is part of the remit that we signpost and we encourage people to get the help that you, you guys rightly deserve. Brilliant. So, yes, this is our New Year's special. Just a reminder that we are on social media as well. And you might be listening to this on one of our platforms. Um the R as a reminder on Twitter we're at underscore mentally sound on uh, Instagram it's mentally sound radio and on Facebook it's mentally sound radio show and there you'll find the the archive of all our podcasts which we recorded this year so yes this is the 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 last podcast that we're going to record of 2020 so yeah what what a year it's been I mean of course Nikki our therapist and myself decided we we'll do these podcasts in response to the pandemic yeah, and uh, over 30 podcasts, um, and I think on, on um, this podcast, uh, Nikki and myself will reflect on, on the year that we've had, we'll pick up some highlights, and also in terms of New Year, of course, you know, if you're, if you're a fan of Mentally Sound and you've listened to previous shows, you'll know that on our New Year's um, uh, shows that we've done in January, we, we talk about resolutions, we talk about... Um, you know, making new plans and often that, that involves things like new directions in life, you know, if you're giving up certain sort of uh, things in your life, be it, you know, the alcohol, be it sort of, you know, it could be anything really. Um, and it's handy that we have someone like Nikki uh, on board to help talk about these things. As far as New Year's goes, I mean, you know, we there is a possibility of a new lockdown. I think it is quite likely. We had uh, myself, we we had a, a really decent Christmas. Um, talked to Nikki as well. She had she she and her family did as well, and she'll talk more about that in a bit. Um, but yeah, we, we we there is a certain amount of uncertainty, but you know people are talking about vaccines on the horizons and so on. So Nikki and myself have agreed that you know as we've said before, that as the as this situation continues, we're more than happy to continue these podcasts to help listeners out there and touch base with them and um, signpost them to, to the nearest help. And, uh, of course, I'm more than happy to have guests on to come and talk about. I mean, some some guests have been in touch recently wanting to be on the show, which is brilliant. So before we before we move on, uh, let's welcome back our star therapist and the star, star of the year, really. Um, <laughs> I'd like to think that uh, our listenership have benefited from her sound advice um it's nikki robertson of nikki robertson associates hello nikki how are you 
Good. Thank you very much. I love all these lovely warm introductions, Ricky. Do you know what <laughs> it's it is, a good I... thing we're not in the same room, otherwise my head wouldn't have space for your head in here. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean <laughs> You know, in the beginning of these shows I used to write you know, I would have more or less a script written down and um mm. And I do write some things down before, but I mean, when it comes to these sorts of introductions, um, I think I'm just so used to them that I just sort of, you know, reel them off from the top of my head. Yeah, and yeah, and of course you have been a star, and 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 people have said, oh, by the way, it reminds me, I had a really nice message on our Facebook. I did too. Yeah, um, I won't say too much, but there was a really nice message I, I read last night, um, saying that we're a fabulous uh, Facebook page. You know, all the not just the shows that we um that we post on but you know how being one of the admins on the page i'm really conscious about the kind of news that i want to put up post up on there so um things about you know uh particularly good news um um good news is something i've, I've you know i've tried to encourage more and more um that people try to in tune to because there's so much negativity this year but things like you know that recently um the, the the football club being involved in the food bank and, and the donation mm. of foods and stuff. So, um yeah, that was a really nice message to read. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. And uh, that's and lovely. the person who wrote that, I think she knows who she is. So thank you very much for that. Um, that's lovely. Nikki, how are you? And how was your Christmas? Oh, it was lovely. Um, it was the first time our family, so we we did choose to see each other, mm. um, our three households. I know a lot of people chose not to. Um, but in terms of ourselves, you know, everyone was in a fit and healthy condition and didn't have, you know, pre-existing conditions. So we did choose to see each other. And it was the first time we'd all seen each other since September, other mm. than the one-to-one walks, you know, at the park that, or the, you know, down at the riverside. And it was just, I don't know, I'm not even certain I can explain it. It was really just soul-fulfilling to be with your family again. Um, and for us, yes. Um... Um, I think it would have been something like that, but as as some listeners know and you know, um, our family has been impacted by COVID. So we thought, yeah. um, given the situation, we'll not risk anything like that again. Um, but but each each of the households, you know, my uncle's uh, place out in Pontiel and my sister's uh, household down in uh, Nottingham still had nice nice Christmases for what what they could make it. So um. And up here, yes, as um, <laughs> uh, Nikki might laugh at this, but my my youngest nephew has a, a real kind of um, uh, a sixth sense for knowing that when we when we podcast, because he came running up and was showing off a couple of his presents to Nikki and myself, and um, and you could see by the smile on his face that he enjoyed Christmas, and um, oh, he had a huge smile on his face. He's a budding podcaster there in the future. <laughs> <laughs> He's learned the ropes. He comes in and sits on his Uncle Ricky's lap and understands what's going yeah. on. He's learning the ropes, Ricky. Yeah. You'll see. <laughs> or he could become our like jester, uh, sort of a jester, like yeah, something like Absolutely. that. But we know um, we'll, we'll, we'll get straight into this, Nikki, because um, one thing I remember telling you before, I think it was when I was at your well-being hub when we were recording for the Marsh Awards, do you remember the comment I made about um, social media where, uh, you know, every time I would look in uh, Instagram, Twitter or Facebook, someone I either knew quite well or knew not so well was talking about uh, a bereavement um, 
and they were posting you know pics and all that and um and yes most of them were covid related and i couldn't help but feel on on at christmas as well that um there would have been a lot of gatherings or or, or not not gatherings but there would there was there was going to be you know empty chairs around the table and uh, it very much reflects on the year that we've had hasn't it absolutely um and again you know whether it was due to loss or even because of restricted numbers or like your mm. family chose to do or you didn't see each other you know i did see on social media i don't know if you noticed that people did post pictures of their you know christmas tables with only like three or four seats rather than the 12 or the 15 or I saw a couple of those, that they yeah, would normally yeah. have you know mm-hmm. um with a lot of the comments were a few people missing but you know mm-hmm. at least i got to see whoever mm-hmm. it was you know a sibling or a parent or mm-hmm. um so yeah it did have a very different feel very almost like somber feel to it but then it was mixed isn't it because it had that somber feel but there was a deep gratitude that you could still connect to the person who was there or the group of people who were there. Mm -hmm. And do you think because of um, the year that we've had and the loss that we've had through, through COVID, be it, you know, directly or indirectly, um, that it, it defines, it defines the sort of loss that the families have had. I remember a a similar conversation that we had with Ruth in one of our earlier podcasts where, Um, when you have a defining, um, you know, we, we made comparisons with sort of disasters or emergencies mm-hmm. previous that because this year has been defined by COVID, that that has extra impact, um, that that it's not like, a um, you know, if it was a natural death or anything like that. I mean, of course, grief, you know, loss, grief hits us hard, but because it's COVID and given the, the year that we've had, do you, do you think that has extra impact? Does Is there a... I don't know, is there a stigma attached maybe that, that defines it? Um, I think everyone's grief process is quite individual. So, mm. again, um, and I feel like I'm saying this a lot in the last couple of podcasts, but I, I think because it's this has prolonged so long, you know, we've yeah. been exposed to the stress and the trauma and the reality or the changes that COVID's brought about in our lives for so long that people are adapting very differently. We've all had to adapt so differently mm-hmm. to this. We've had to adapt to the changes and we're all kind of pushing and pulling in different ways with it. You're always going to have two different sides to each scenario now. Mm-hmm. You know, in the beginning, you know, when we looked at the grief topic, it was right in the beginning. I think it was within the first yeah. three or four podcasts. Yeah. And because it was so new and so raw and we were just, we were still trying to come to terms with um mm-hmm with COVID and I think there was so much more fear around that yeah. now you know ten, ten, nine, nine months down the line mm-hmm. um, we've almost gotten used to life in lockdown haven't we or dealing with COVID I think the difficult thing is is that when you do lose someone it's still not being able to have your family around you not having that hug mm-hmm. that becomes really difficult mm-hmm. for you know the, the individuals to deal with and there's that very saddening notion as well going back to the point you're making about getting used to aspects of this year i mean the um you know the the, the death rate sadly is going up being going up again recently 
um, whilst it's still shocking, there's still that element of um, because we've got gotten quite used to it. Um, it it's almost like um, we're becoming numb to the shock to some extent. Do you, do you yeah, you I mean? become desensitized, yeah, don't you? Yeah. So how 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 I mean. I still find that quite hard to um, digest in some respect because people have made comparisons and they are quite stark and quite sort of um, um, very graphic uh, comparisons. But I've heard on 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 other radio shows, for example, um, when someone reads out uh, you know the the death rate on a particular day, and then they'll say that's the equivalent of say three jumbo jets crashing down. You know, something like that, of course, will make the news any day. Um, something as big and graphic as that but the death toll is still similar and it's how you encapsulate it because yes it's you know we, there's not a day goes by where we don't think of covid um, because it's so there um, it's in the system that you're right it has become desensitized but but um just to pick up on that point um and we spoke about this when we had clint the hypnotherapist on um on the podcast um, how the fear narrative that's being brought through, through, I think the media should, I mean, this is a personal opinion of mine, I think the media should really rein in on it. Mm. Um, we still have a higher recovery rate than mm. death, death rate, mm. but they don't focus on that. And I think mm. it would change people's perception or how they relate to getting the news. Let's say they've tested positive. I've been working with clients recently who have tested positive mm. and the absolute terror mm. and fear mm. and anxiety that they're going through because they're so worried that they're going to die. Mm. You know, um, now not everyone, not everyone ends up being critically ill, mm. right? They are still, extremely high recovery rate mm. you know if you look at the statistics you're looking at almost like 98 percent recovery rate but if you keep focusing on the death rate the death rate the death rate how are people going to engage you know for me who i focus on mindset and positivity and you know changing perspective if you're constantly focusing on that and that's all people hear of course their whole engagement is going to be different it's the whole sensationalizing of the news, though, isn't it? It's always Absolutely. been like that. Um, Absolutely, it'd be great. I mean, I know, I know. The word balance is something quite, quite sort of important to you. Your previous business, business had balance, balance yeah. and balance that you you find out it should be there in everything, even news. It'd be it'd be great if you could just have half of it of positive news, which has been. Absolutely, it's often just a bite size at the end, isn't it? Like a little nugget, and that's all we have to hang on to is hope don't yeah. we um it, it, there's no reason why it can't be a lot more but then the news doesn't really work that way sadly i don't know if that's is there something is there something within our um conscious minds that that makes us more adhere to bad news in the way it does good news that we were more drawn to it I and mean, we we know it sells more newspapers but is there something in that you think so, yeah, the, the mind has, um, our brain has this negative bias, and I've spoken yeah, about yeah. it in, in some previous podcasts, So, um, which means that about 80% of our thinking mm -hmm. will go into a negative um, pathway. Mm -hmm. So bad news just feeds that negative bias. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, is that we're not looking at the good news. 
we're not looking at the positivity and you know just thinking about what we're focusing on today in terms of you know the new year's um you know resolution or we're coming up to new year's thinking about this year reflecting mm. i know and this is something i'm working a lot with with um, a lot of the clients that i'm working with currently you know thinking about what we're going to take into the new year what changes do we need to make and people look at this year and you hear it a lot at this time of the year oh can't wait to see the back of this year what a disaster year. Mm. you know the memes are there, the jokes are there, you know, everything is yeah. what a horrendous year, what a horrendous. And the reality is it was globally the most challenging year we have had mm. for a century, yeah. right? Uh, no, no, it's um, 100 years, yeah? So it's been the most challenging year we've had, but we're not looking at the positives which have come out of it. Mm. So if we keep focusing on the negativity, we never give our mind the opportunity to open up to the potential of what the new year can bring mm. because we're holding on to what didn't work for us in the in this this current year mm. and that's a really important aspect to to move forward yes we've had challenges we've all experienced challenges mm. right mm. even those whose lives weren't you know drastically affected by this pandemic their families, their friends were. So yeah. there's been challenges, either personal, you know, within work, um, financial, whatever, emotional challenges. We've all had to face some mm. sort of mm. mental health, you know, issues coming up there here and there. Yeah. But, yeah. I was going to say, um, yeah, just, just on the back end of that. So um, I'm always fascinated by time because... Time is still time at the end of the day, but we, when we have these years and months, days, it's a way of bracketing bracketing time, isn't it, in a way? Mm -hmm. But I feel that with as you know, as 2020 ends and we enter 2021, um, a lot of the same things are still going to apply, i.e., you know, potential further lockdown, restricted, you know, yeah. tier systems, that sort of thing. So with that in mind as the backdrop, People who hoping to get into the new year, making those resolutions, hoping to give up um, old habits, which has been a hindrance to them. How we, how how difficult will that be with with those things still in place? If you get my meaning, is it will it will it take extra effort? Um, will it take a different mindset of, of sorts, or you know, will they have to see um, you know so, therapists like yourself more so, or that kind of thing? So staying positive and um, being motivated, because this is really what we are talking about here, is, you know, engaging that mo that motivation mm. energy within you. Yeah. That always requires a little bit of energy because of the natural bias in the mind to yeah. go and look for fault and to go and look for the negative and to focus on that, mm. you know it's a great day and we'll complain that it's great rather than oh wow you know look at the blessings that this is bringing we don't tend to focus on that so it does take a little bit more engagement and I think for take out that old wish list of yours mm. you know or your bucket list dust it out because one of the things that we always say is time I don't have time to do this and I don't have time to do that so lockdown ultimately means that we're going to have time again yeah yeah. And yes, it's going to be in the darkest months, in the in the colder months, whereas we saw how productive and creative people were in yeah. the springtime, because mm -hmm. naturally, and we spoke about this, you know, especially when we did our SADS um, 
podcasts, naturally we get our springing in our step. There's, there's a reason they call that, right? Yeah. So we, we are far more motivated and we're inclined to um, challenge ourselves and to move ourselves mentally, emotionally, physically. Yeah. So January is, is a great reset time anyway. Mm-hmm. And if you are in that bracket like me, who's potentially going to end up being, you know, either we're going to end up with a national lockdown or we're going to have restrictions in certain sectors again. Mm -hmm. So if that's the case, start thinking about those things that have been on your wish list, but you didn't have time for, Mm, you know, get those hobbies out again. Again, nothing needs to cost a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you're using, use that time for positive use essentially. Yeah. Absolutely. I Mm. think time is such a gift. Mm. And yes, it's been a challenging year. But one thing a lot of us did get out of this year was time. And one of the one of the best best aspects of of the good things that we've seen the year in the discussion we had previous. And for me, it's probably been the the community cohesion, the kind of like people looking out for each other. So even even post Christmas, post New Year, there's no reason why that shouldn't continue. Yes, Christmas, uh, you know, the whole festive time, people can't see each other, people are feeling more lonely. We get that, and we have talked about it as well. But but those feelings still will will continue um, throughout the year. So so it'd be good to bear that in mind. And um, yeah. and I think the other thing that's also important to note, Ricky, is that people have reevaluated their lives, yeah, or reprioritized, you know, um, their value system, and mm-hmm. had a look at actually all these things I was chasing or these things that I was running around with every week or every weekend and becoming so exhausted with, mm-hmm. they've reevaluated those and have been able to identify, right, actually there's just these few things which are absolutely essential for me now mm-hmm. and they're focusing on that. So there's still going to be a group of people who are going to pick up life as it was. Mm-hmm. And there will be a group of people who have looked and reevaluated their lives and said, right, these few items here mm-hmm. are now my new priorities and I'm going to focus my time and energy rather than get into this rat race mm-hmm. that we originally were on, mm-hmm. which left more than two-thirds of the global population burnt out and exhausted. Yeah. I mean, going back to... Um the, the kind of things that we've seen this year. So, I and mean, we've talked previously about things like um, um, certain habit, habits being exacerbated because because of the situation we're going through. So we have mentioned things like drinking. Um, and quite often, I think that's the one of the biggest ones in terms of resolutions. So bearing in mind for someone who had to self-medicate that way, um, and we just talked about, the situation kind of continuing well for the time being into the new year. Um, what what advice would you have for someone who's had to, you know, either through lack of help that they've got, and I know that that help has been, even though it's been out there, but access, yeah. yes, um, for people who have been lonely and on their own, um, is those resolutions still ach- achievable? Oh, I think I think everything's achievable. Yeah, Ricky, you know. Um, with the right mindset. So a lot of the times when we go into something, we have what is called our inner critic. um, Which we talked about before, didn't we? 
Sorry, what we did talked you say? about the inner before in a radio. Yeah, radio still yeah, show, we talked it? about that on the radio actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and the inner critic um, that, that has this narrative, you know, that you're not enough, you're going to fail. So mm-hmm. if we go into something listening to that and engaged in that, then we're setting ourselves up for failure, aren't we? Because mm-hmm. we're actually already seeing our failure before we've even started. But if you recognize that it is part of every human to have this, that we can turn to, we can choose to turn away from it, not to listen to it and Mm -hmm. start to think more positively. I can do this. Yeah. So when we did our New Year's radio show and we spoke about the inner critic, there's a couple of things that I said then, and those were about making those bite-sized commitments. Whenever we have a New Year's resolution and let's narrow it down to even I'm going to stop drinking come January. We've already broadened the horizon, you know, January. January is 31 days. Mm-hmm. For me, it's about if you want to make sustainable changes in your life on any level, mm-hmm. with any new year's resolution or any new habit that mm-hmm. you want to bring on for yourself, it's the bite size of every day. And <laughs> my clients will tell you, I've been churning this out for about 24 years. I say the same thing to them. It's for this day. For today, yeah. I make this commitment, bite size, make the commitment and stick to it for the day. Because once you do that, it's that we all want to be rewarded, don't we? It's part mm-hmm. of our childhood um, needs, isn't it? The inner child in us wants to be awarded and acknowledged. Mm-hmm. We all want to be told, you know, what a good boy, what a good girl. That's amazing. Well done. Mm-hmm. Right. We never grow out of that. Yeah. So you then take that upon yourself and go, well done. Well done you for sticking to your commitment. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow I'm going to do the same. Mm -hmm. You wake up in the next morning and you make that commitment again. And that starts, this is where the neuroscience comes in. That starts to open up different pathways in the mind. Mm -hmm. Okay. This gets you out of that negative bias thinking and more into the optimism, into the hope, more into the, I can do this. I believe in myself. And this is where we start changing the whole dynamic of the inner person. This is really interesting because bearing in mind what we just talked about in terms of a potential another lockdown, which is quite likely, I mean, talking about the time available, um, I'm imagining that, that that sort of time available would be absolutely brilliant for, for making that commitment, wouldn't it? Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. And just because services like mine are probably going to be locked down, doesn't mean we can't work online. So sure. if people need to access therapists sure. to help them get through this, absolutely mm-hmm. make the point of finding out who you can go to. Mm-hmm. And when we did our... Um, when we did our um, alcoholism or addiction podcast, one thing we did speak about was in the mm-hmm. first lockdown when the understanding was that most people had turned to alcohol, how many people stopped drinking? Mm-hmm. How many people managed to conquer their self-medicating habit yeah. of you know, drinking to numb out their feelings. Mm. I know many clients, and, and from speaking to other colleagues, many clients that they've worked with managed to overcome those massive obstacles in their life in the time where we were all battling and struggling with lockdown. You know, this yeah. is going to be our, if we have it, it's going to be our third lockdown. It's like, woohoo, another one, mm. right? Yeah. <laughs> but at this point, we've kind of, well, we have, we've, we've become used to it, right? Yeah. The first one was so different, mm. and there was so much fear around that one. Mm. 
I mean, I'm, this may sound strange and it may sound surreal, but um, personally for me, if there is another lockdown, um, I'm not to say I'm looking forward to it, but I'm, I'm prepared to grab it, grab it by both horns, if you know what I mean, because... First lockdown, I, I managed, with a bit of time, you know, it, it it took me time to sort of get used to the new, the new surround, well, not the new surroundings, but the new normal, as it was being called, um, and I managed to achieve it. The second lockdown, for a number of reasons, I didn't do quite so well. You know, family illnesses, grief through yeah. a death in COVID. There was a relationship breakdown. You know, my mum had a health scare, so I couldn't do the things I wanted to do. But but I I'm I've got this churning motivation inside me. Yeah. It was I was actually having a, a laugh about it with um, a friend of mine. We were talking about comparing it to movie sequels. Well, well, the first movie was quite good. The second one not so much. But we'll look <laughs> we'll look forward to the third one in the trilogy, and that will be like you know the the brilliant one that we should all you know try and do. And uh, and I think that's another thing that we perhaps should spend a minute or two talking about. Um, the the humor side to it as well i mean um it's important to to um laugh even though we're not laughing at what's happened but we no. you know humor for me has been over the years a great source of comfort i know it has for my mum actually you know my mum um for example she always wants to watch an episode of a sitcom before she goes to bed because she has some sleep issues but if she knows that that she's had a good laugh before yeah. bedtime there's more chance of her having a decent sleep. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I know that's not well, your... It's the endorphins, isn't it, that yeah. get released and the oxytocin that gets released, which relaxes the body mm. um, and it switches off the stress response, sure. which is what is needed. Yeah. And that's why humour works. Mm. Um, I often do. I often will go and scroll through memes and things like that or, you know, YouTube videos of cats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's yeah, that's a great that's a great one. Yeah, some of the memes in in response to COVID have been quite. Um, I know they are absolutely hysterical. Um, what I like about what I like about um the I suppose the the net in general. I mean, um, it does bring out people's creativity. Um, because mm. um, sometimes you know pre pre social media, I know we we've talked about tech and social media about the the good and bad and um, that there needs to be a balance and. But but we've had to rely on it this year to 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 re, you know stay connected with people and I think it's again you're finding a new balance that although we're relying a lot more on it we shouldn't be you know completely encapsulated by it all let's you know we should still have yeah. our uh, digital detox or you know our time outside and all that sort of thing but um, people's talents I, I always like it for it gives a platform for people to you know i'm not into tiktok necessarily but no. i know for a lot of people a lot of kids some of their creativity has been quite quite astounding I know. Thought, oh, and this is one thing this year has brought out in all of us because we've had the time yeah. it's allowed us to get into that creative space yeah and Definitely. people have come out with the most amazing things. Mm. You know, new careers have been formed out of this. Mm. People haven't rushed back into um, old jobs which were not serving them anymore, which they were stressed, mm. burnt out, um, you know, poor quality of life because they were so stressed from their jobs. People haven't rushed out into that. That's sure. one of the... 
friend of mine calls it Corona bonus. Mm -hmm. And I love that. I heard her using the terminology in the first lockdown. You know, she focused every day. She would say Corona bonus of the day, Corona bonus. And I love that because, again, change the mindset rather than thinking about this in a whole negative way. And I'm not saying we're not being realistic. You know, yes, we're very fully aware of the impact, very Mm. fully aware. But at the end of the day, there's been blessings. Mm. Every single day brings a blessing. Mm. You know, this relates to to a discussion I had with my uncle and other people. I mean, it'd be great, uh, you know, if, if we can bring some of the old back into the new normal in aspect. And one idea he had, um, I know we're just putting it out there, but you know, the impact that it has on the economy and the high streets and, you know, um, a lot of high streets are obviously going to suffer from people not going out as much for safety reasons, quite quite rightly in a way. Um, but but things like, you know, it made me, you know, I thought a lot about my father this, this year, um, especially at this, this Christmas time as well. And some of my vivid memories with him was on the market stalls um, because I used to go out with him on weekends um, because we never really saw him that much. He was always out working. So maybe it was a way of me of, of trying to bond with my dad was actually to accompany him on the market stalls. And we were thinking, wouldn't it be break, great to bring back market stalls in the middle of high streets just to get people out again and, you know, in, in a safe and measured way and that sort of thing. And again, going back to, you know, bringing these new ideas, I mean, I'm sure if we put all the right minds and heads together, we could we could forge out a brilliant new normal for next year. Absolutely. So we have a lot to And that's what to. people need to remember. It is a new normal. Mm-hmm. The old ways can never really be. Yeah, yeah. Because we're always moving forward. Mm-hmm. That's part of evolution. You know, if we didn't move forward. So if you look at species, the only species who've become extinct, other than the poaching, Okay, so I'm talking about just natural extinction here, are the species who haven't evolved. So as nature has changed around them, the species have had to evolve Mm -hmm. to adapt to those changes for survivability. Mm, And we, at the end of the day, are just another species. And we're constantly having to adapt. And look how we've adapted during this pandemic. Mm. And in fact, if you look at the... um, Well, yeah, I mean, um, going back to the creativity aspect, I mean, if you look at something like face masks, um, uh, look how... Booming industry. (laughs) Booming industry, but look how they've become stylized and and it's become a person's, you know, item of fashion. It almost has to... It has to color match the rest of the outfit and that sort of thing, you know. And that's know. that's just I a know. tiny nugget of a, an example of how we've kind of evolved in to deal with such matters, you know. To absolutely, yeah. It's um, amazing. Go on, Nikki. You had one one more point. No, a client came in the other day and she had um, Christmas face, but it was um, what's the word? I can't think of the word. Double sided, double sided. Um, so it was Christmas on the one side and then she, it was reversible, sorry, not double sided, reversible. Yeah. And then she had another pattern on the other side so she could wear it other times during the year. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, fantastic. <laughs> I, think my, I think my favourite ones has been um, where you can actually get a, a, a photograph of your mouth <laughs> p- printed on. Because one, one you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a people person. Um, and one thing I like about when I'm outside is, is seeing people's faces and their smiles. So... Obviously, we we can't do that too. So yeah, um, I think I might get that done actually in the new year. 
to have my own sort of smile imprinted on my yeah. mask, you know. And if we all did yeah. that, that'd be that'd be really cool, actually. Yeah. Um, Nikki, I wanna I wanna talk about one final point before we talk about you know our favorite moments of of a previous podcast, but um. Because I think it's important, we touched on it before in terms of like grief. And I know you always stress that you're not a counsellor, you deal with holistic therapy. But for people out there who have lost loved ones, um, what would be a good way to um, remember this year, um, remember them in, in terms of the backdrop that we've had and how, how we move forward and remember them in a positive light, given given all the sort of negativity that we've had? Any Any thoughts on that? So for me, when I always when I work with um, grief with clients, it's always to accept that you're in the grieving process. Mm. We're in a society; it's a quick fix society. Things have to be over and done with quickly. People are not used to meeting another person's pain; it's mm. too uncomfortable for them. And people are don't feel that they can be vulnerable enough to show others their pain. Yeah. And often what happens is that we end up suppressing what mm -hmm. we're feeling mm -hmm. to make other people feel comfortable. We put on the brave face. You know, when someone pops in to visit or phones you, how are you doing? Oh, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. And I think the quicker we can let go of that, the better it is going to be. I think stop making other people feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. Your grief is real to you. Mm -hmm. um, if you are having a difficult day, reach out. This is where people become really lonely in there. Could we also reach out? I know, I know, some people will be doing this on social media a lot, a lot. Particularly when I've seen those posts about you know bereavement that have happened this year. But but you know, I, I like this phrase, you know, shared experience. My my debut on on radio was was well, it was uh, actually in terms of mental health was on Radio Four, and the program was called Shared Experience. So. There was a few of us around a table and we talked about our mental breakdown. And I'm just thinking with with COVID and grief, would we get some means of solace um, from sharing experiences with other people who've, who've shared similar grief? Yeah. So they, they do have groups. Yeah. Um, and they've always had groups where people can, can attend. Mm. But again, it's, you know, the comfort level of the individual to be able to go into a group and feel that they can get into that yeah. vulnerable space. But those groups have always been around and mm. um, how they've managed them to be honest through the lockdown i'm not certain i imagine but, there'll be a lot of like facebook groups and so forth that yeah will, there will be, be facebook groups and things yeah. but again um people may resonate a lot better when there's the interaction the group interaction mm. which again this year has stripped a lot of that away for individuals yeah. so they haven't really had that yeah. but yeah there's facebook groups um and a lot of organizations charities who are supporting um different sectors mm. in different ways mm. they have adapted again how they're delivering their services mm. so it's just a matter of trying to reach out and find them yeah Yes, so for listeners out there, at the end of this program, I've, I'm 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 going to attempt, you know, um, fingers talk, crossed, everyone <laughs> talking about being being creative. Um, I I just thought of, I thought of this a few weeks ago about about you know the end of year. I might put a, a brief little highlights package at the end. So some of the interviews, um, I'm going to pick out certain quotations. A lot of them will be from Nikki herself, given her sound advice. Um, so I'm going to put them in a little package that might last for. 
seven eight minutes bit less bit more see how it goes uh, at the end so so my chat with Nikki is going to be a little bit short shorter um on this podcast but um so in the last few moments Nikki um um reflecting on the year and when we you know that that phone call that we had um back in I think the end of March about how what we would do in response and yet here we are over 30 podcasts later um any personal highlights any sort of nice memories any i mean they're all they've all been highlights in, in themselves but are there ones that which you know, you're particularly fond of it's a tough one because i agree with you they've all individually on their own been so important and i've as i've said before this has been the most amazing journey you know this has definitely been a massive corona bonus for me to go okay. through this process with you and to be able to help people at the level that we are helping them likewise and having the reach that we're currently having is amazing mm. um so i'm going to say the very first one because the first one gave birth to the rest of the year yeah do you remember it quite vividly do you the, the... i do we we ended up doing four topics yeah <laughs> we, we tried to we tried to cram as much in in the earlier ones didn't yeah. we we were working on um i think the new normal children's mental health technology yeah. <laughs> i can't remember the fourth topic but um i think there was about four that we tried to cover in the first one and then we realized actually that we'll need a lot more attention and a little bit more detail so that we can we were probably conscious that we weren't sure how many of these we were going to do that we yeah. probably thought let's try I and do it again you know going back to that conversation in march yeah. just like everyone else we thought it was only going to be a three or a four week thing yeah um and, and the longer it went on, the more we kind of stretched each topic, and some we even had to revisit because you know yeah, these things kept occurring. Because yeah. again, they've been so relevant. Um, and you brought and on, you said, brought on some awesome guests yourself, Nikki, and I want to give yeah. pay tribute to you and and the people you brought on. Um, for me, one of them, um, a, a chap named Ray, who um, had has a practice in is it Gosforth? Am I right? I think. Yeah, so he has a private practice. And in, the discussion we had around heart math. Mm-hmm. Um, I found that particularly um, fascinating because we know yeah. uh, we haven't touched touched much on that um, in previous yeah. radio shows, and also the the light which has been a first for us, and I think it's been a first for Spice FM as well. So these live mindfulness and meditation uh, exercises yeah. that we had, and and yeah. yes, w- we do put the disclaimers beforehand that if that if you're if you're driving a car, or if you're operating any machinery, <laughs> it's best that you pull over. So and all that yeah. kind of thing. But yeah, you know, it's it's been uh, it's been fantastic. Um, and likewise, I, I repeat, I'll echo what you said. It's been a it's been an amazing journey. The the feedback that we've had um, from from Spice, from people on our social media, and and the listeners has been really, really, really cool. Mm. Um, the media traction that we've had. Um, let me tell you now. I mean, the everyone involved in Mentally Sound from the beginning um, have tried ever so hard to get our names out get our name out there in in the various sort of papers and publications and it's not easy and it just seemed quite funny i think sort of um when world mental health day came along which i think was in september mm. so in the space within a couple of months it just all came together so um you write an article for the Tyne valley express and the um the editor very kindly featured us on that, and um, and they put us on their website, our yeah, podcast on their website for people 
The Crack magazine, or uh, the the region's favorite arts listings, featured us on there and had a picture of us both. Um, there was the interview with BBC Newcastle and uh, the upload program, which they they specifically had to people to, in response. Uh, Northern Echo featured um, mental mental health Northeast, the the charity which gave birth to Mentally Sound, and also talked about our podcasts and. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll keep I'll, I'll I'll keep that process uh, going and see who else will be um, interested in featuring this because again, it's the very same situation as with the beginning that you know we're entering the new year, this new phase, but th- it seems that the situation is going to pro- prolong for for that bit more. So it seems mm-hmm. so. Um, yeah, uh, enormous thanks to you, Nikki. Um, um, uh, to you, Ricky. Couldn't have done it without you. Couldn't have so done it without you. Credit where credit is due. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yes, um, any last word with you, Nikki? Any for people out there looking forward to 2021? What's your sort of nugget of of mentally sound advice that, that, that they'd be best to take with them through this process? Is that... My, my little nugget for everyone to hold on to is a message of hope, is that every storm eventually loses its power. Mm, and um, we're not really certain where we are in this storm, but it'll come to an end. So one of my favorite sayings is, this too shall pass. Yeah, and this too shall one. pass. So hold that hope. Keep, you know, focus on your goals. Focus on what's important for you, you know, Zone in on those values, hold them dear to you, don't give up, this too shall pass and you will be able to get there. Mm-hmm. And if you'd like to get in touch with the show, um, get in touch with Nick, Nikki directly if you want to, um, just get in touch with our social media, you'll find all the relevant information then. And Nikki, you're happy to talk with anyone directly. Yeah. Absolutely, Excellent. absolutely. They can just message and I will be happy to set up a time to have a conversation. Excellent. So thank you, listeners. Thanks for putting up with us for the for the almost <laughs> entire year that we've had. But it's been a unique year. We've enjoyed your company. We hope you enjoyed ours. Stay tuned for next week where we will have our very first uh, show of the uh, the new year. Um, we'll 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 look at what thing what goes on topically where you know all this lockdown news. So um, and of course, me and Nikki between now and then we'll we'll discuss what what best to talk about for that. So so please join us for that. So enjoy this next uh, few minutes of compilations of of, of uh, the highlights of the year. I hope it's all audible enough. Um, but I hope you enjoy. And uh, thanks for keeping us company this year. And we hope you do the same for next year. Thank you very much. Thank you, Nikki. Take care. Thank you, Ricky. Thank you, everyone. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Thank you. Bye. This is Mentally Sound, Life in Lockdown. Episode 1 um, So we had a bit of a hiatus and then not long after Christmas we were looking to come back on with, with full force and endeavour but uh, just as we thought we were coming back into our groove um, we were blindsided like everybody else worldwide with this uh, coronavirus pandemic which is you know um, stopped the world literally expert um, Nikki Robertson Nikki hi how are you 
Hi, I'm good, thank you. How are you? Thanks for having me back. It's between the physical well-being, emotional well-being, mental well-being and spiritual well-being. Um, I've been doing this for a long time now, probably over 23 years now. Um, and focus on what is good in your life, what you have in your life. And this is what we do a lot of when we when we look at creating a positive mindset. Um, if you stay focused on the loss that people are experiencing, and you know the, the sadness and the tragedy that's out there, it will have a way of dumping your emotions, and it'll have a way of um, re-bringing you down. What's happening? What's happening? What you what you guys can do? What you can't do? Either way, it's tough, and and you you you're probably like like me and others finding sort of messages uh, being given out quite confusing, very hard to digest. Don't worry, you're not the only one. We're all feeling that. So I think we have to be really mindful as well that this you know that, that this sense of grief comes about um, in, in other ways. It's not just the fact that we have lost somebody and we're dealing with that. It might be uh, that this non-finite loss that we're dealing with. And that, of course, you know, how long that goes on is, is anybody's guess. The other thing is, is that people have found new ways to earn money. You know, a lot of people have turned hobbies into um, secondary um, sources of income. Mm. It's a great way if you've lost um, your job right now, it's a great way to what I call get yourself um, work fit. In a relationship that wasn't working before, this lockdown period, we would assume could have had a detrimental effect on that. But we don't really know because until those statistics start coming out and until those people start coming forward, we won't know. And you know, a lot of people do make decisions, you know, they can recognize that their relationship is not working for them and they don't want to be in the relationship anymore. But they then, you know, the stress that we're experiencing during our waking moments, unless we found a way to balance that out, clear it, that will start coming through in our sleep. Because the body's always, this is the one thing I tell people, I've been saying this for 20 years, the body is the most intelligent being we have and it's always finding ways to heal, rebalance and stay alive. Well, over fashion, I would say, my, in terms of bipolar, I certainly don't have the incredible highs of social Thick nose. I, I, it's probably a little bit more on the level, shall we say? I don't, I don't have massive highs, but uh, certainly for periods, so quite prolonged periods of quite, uh, you know, increased energy and then slumping. So I, I might go for a period of lot of creative energy, and then I just collapse. And I'm, I'm, my, my family will tell you I'm often tired. You know, I'm frequently tired because I'm just in the daytime and I'll go hell for leather with my music, what I'm doing, and then at the end of the day I'm just done it. And that, that seems to be. We've literally hit the ground running as soon as we heard that COVID was going to lock down. 
services so we wanted to both prepare for the team at Streetwise but also to be available for young people as, as the lockdown emerged to make sure we were there in terms of support, advice, guidance but just to let the young people know that we weren't going to shut down on them um, so it's been really busy. which is what we need to change and challenge. However, what we also need to say to people with mental health issues are, have you had your blood work done? Have you had a thorough, thorough investigation? Because right now, a lot of the time, people will go to their GP and say, I'm depressed or I've got anxiety. They'll get some antidepressants and off they go and then they worry, why hasn't it changed the way I feel? But if you have blood work done, for example, it might be you've got a low iron level. Low iron absolutely creates anxiety and depression at times. Or it might be, as you say, there'll be an underlying health condition like Lyme disease, an overactive thyroid, underactive thyroid. And until you've got that addressed, including hormonal imbalances, you can't know whether it's to do with your emotional or your physical well-being. And I don't think we do that very often. Again, the medical about it. So I thought I'm going to create something, a course, the, the running course for beginners that includes mindfulness as well and that's where the idea came from. Mm-hmm. The name obviously the Mindful Runner was a result of that um, and you know I've been delivering courses for the last two years and it's really helped people who wouldn't normally want to get into running um, in an inclusive, gentle environment where people are able to therapy if you in terms of terminology would you just put that down to sort of music therapy then or do you think it's something a bit more than that deserves more? Uh, so I mean it's an interesting one so I, I'm not a trained music therapist mm-hmm. and, and a lot of music therapists will you know hold that high that standard of music therapy quite high because it is essentially it's a qualification and it's a whole practice mm-hmm. uh, but there's a broader sense of, of music as a as a therapy and, you know as what music offers and I would say absolutely I think the power of music to influence um, yeah, behaviour and, um, and to calm the mind mm-hmm. uh, you, you know you see it from whether it's people with, with dementia who somehow can access memories that they weren't able to without music um, or whether Start to, in my experience, to help people feel that safety of, yeah, I do want to grow into something else. But people think change and growth are massive things, but yeah. they're not. Small changes mm. in any behaviour or any thought has can have good, good. Well, it does have good impact, you know. Yeah. And it's getting people to recognise the first step is the important one, and the change isn't as fearful. I don't think people are giving enough just to use the meditation technique. It is so powerful, especially in times like this. So my ambitions, I'm always looking for new ideas. I'm working with a couple of amazing people at the moment. And we're developing uh, scenarios uh, within to get a better understanding of how being communities are integrating on a daily basis. Thank you, Ricky. So, uh, but can I just uh, first congratulate you on reaching your 20th yeah, you're very episode? Kind, we're, you're very we're, kind. we're stoked for you. You're very kind, sir. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. It's, it's, it's funny because I think I think lockdown was quite similar for both Pete and I. Um, 
I, I, I've also been uh, uh, diagnosed with, with uh, GAD, general, generalised anxiety disorder, in the past. And actually, what you said just earlier, Wiki, about about um, uh, noticing how how other people's anxiety levels were coming up to sort of match your own. Actually, I found, you know, probably, possibly, you're being selfishly, I was like. With our listenership, we understood that with COVID going on, uh, there'll be a lot of people out there who are vulnerable, who are lonely, who are isolated, who are shielding. And, and those already with mental health conditions, we just wanted to give a shout out to them and also um, give out some hearty advice and, and tips to cope with this pandemic, but also to make them realise that they're not alone. So in a way, reviving the community out there that, you know, that we're all, we're all in this together and if we can help each other along the way, then...